0: RunAsRadio.com, you're listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 906, Microsoft Entra Security Service Edge, with guest Richard Hicks. Recorded Tuesday, October 10th, 2023. Run As Radio is produced each week by Sound Thoughts LLC. For more information, visit soundthoughtsllc.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash runasradio. Hi, this is Richard Campbell, and thanks for listening to Run As Radio. Bringing back one of my favorites today, Richard Hicks is the founder and principal consultant at Richard M. Hicks Consulting. He's a widely recognized enterprise mobility expert, more than twenty-five years' experience implementing secure remote access and public key infrastructure solutions for organizations worldwide. Welcome back, friend.
1: Thanks for having me again. I, I think uh, I think my punch card is is almost full, right?
0: Oh no, no, you definitely. Uh, I owe you a, a hoagie, at least. <laughs> it's Great to be back. Yeah. Thanks, not thanks. Not your first rodeo, that's for sure. And I, I was just looking I think 25 years? That seems low now for you, because we've we, we both been doing update. this for a while. I may have to update the bio. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it keeps on going, but, oh, geez. First, <laughs> you're a two-digitor, man. Show 96 was your first show back in in 2007, Dang. so. Wow, good times. 14 years. And I'll tell you this, you're my vpn guy or let's you know direct (laughs) access of like we from the very first show isa server like secure remote access yep this is what we've talked about and i and i realized like heck there's a lot of microsoft people that go to you to have you explain their their access (laughs) solutions to them i do get
1: i do get a fair amount of email from Microsoft accounts. It's so, pretty it's, it's
0: pretty funny. It is funny, yeah. And it's great. But you know, you've written the books, you've got the expertise, you're in the space, and it's not like it's ever been dull. Like, when has the, the product even been remotely static? Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right.
1: Things are things are always changing like they are in technology uh, everywhere, right? That's sure. where we got into this business is if there's never a dull moment, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's fantastic.
0: It's fun. So I got to ask, like, when I saw the new name, uh, when I saw antra yes and, and my and my instinct as your typical you know, w- f- you know sysadmin type was, oh they 're just relabeling a a d like i didn 't look much beyond that because a a d was under it, and it seems to be the important right. product, so it 's like right, ah, right. okay, no biggie, and you 're right, what do you see and you're and you 're right,
1: so there's there 's some truth in that right, mm-hmm. so yes azure a d was renamed intra i d and of course that means we all have to go back and uh, you know, I don't, I'm not going to go back and update any blog posts. Others folks can I've, I'm yeah, gonna leave it as it is, but just getting used to the new name and using it on a regular basis is always challenge But I, I think something that was kind of lost in all of that, because again, you know, if you're on Twitter and on social media in general, and you see a lot of the, uh, the wailing and gnashing of teeth, oh, we have to change the name again. Oh, it's a new name, blah, blah, blah. But lost in all of this was, this was a little bit more than just a name change. So mm. Microsoft indeed did announce a name change for Azure AD. It's now Entra ID, but they introduced some new security capabilities as a part of that, specifically something called Intraglobal Secure Access. So with Intraglobal Secure Access, they have now introduced some new zero trust capabilities.
0: Hmm. So is this? I hate to even say that, but is, is this another kind of VPN client? Yes and no. <laughs> so uh, VPNs, traditional VPNs um, are, are really I call them
1: legacy VPNs anymore. Right. Were a, a network access model from days of yore. Those were the technologies from the you know 80s and 90s were where VPNs were born. Right. And out of necessity and 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 practicality. The idea behind VPNs was to extend the corporate network to wherever the user was in the field. Right. And from a practical standpoint, this was fantastic. Operationally speaking, it was wonderful. But from a, from a security perspective, it probably wasn't the best idea because essentially what we were doing is we were taking a remote device and just plumbing it right into the network. And at best, we were asking for some credentials one time at the beginning of the session and calling it a day. So. When when Microsoft introduced global secure access, they're really trying to address the limitations uh, of legacy VPN and moving towards a, a more of a zero trust model. So the three pillars of global secure access are Microsoft intra three or Microsoft 365 access, internet access, and something called private access. Hmm. So the Microsoft 365 access is Pretty self-explanatory. It allows you to do zero trust network access to your M365 properties. And and of course, all of these technologies, uh, internet access, Microsoft 365 and private access all are identity-centric zero-trust solutions. And identity-centric means that, the, obviously, identity is first and foremost on that. I mean, it's been said for many years that identity is the new perimeter, and, and I'm on board with that 100%. Totally. And, and at the end of the day, what we now have is the ability to include or to layer on Azure conditional access to Office 365, Uh, Internet, internet access properties, as well as on-premises private applications, not just web applications, but TCP and UDP based applications as well. So with conditional access, of course, conditional access is a huge win in terms of security, because it not only allows you to dynamically perform authentication, but you can also do it in a context-based, location-based, uh continuous access, and all the goodness that comes along with Azure conditional access. And you can apply those to again Microsoft 365, accessing the internet in general, and on-premises applications. So Microsoft 365, pretty self-explanatory. You know, we have a, we you have Azure CA capabilities, conditional access capabilities for that. Right. The internet access capabilities are in still in private preview, unfortunately, at the time of this recording, which is October 2023. Right. Uh, that's coming out. And that's going to be incredible because you're going to be able to do all of the secure web gateway functionality uh, as a part of of internet access, uh, intra internet access. So accessing websites, I can go to the good sites. I can't go to the bad sites. I can block gambling. I can block social media during these hours or days, sure. uh, all of the stuff, TLS inspection. It's going to have all kinds of great stuff, but I can also do Azure conditional access on those things. Right, so right. not just not just content filtering, but identity centric uh, access And authorization.
0: What's exciting to me about this is that you were learning, like, I love that they're reusing this tool set because you may have needed it for something else. So you already know it. It's like, oh, and it works over here as well. Like, this is actually saving me work. You bet. And and conditional access has been around for a while.
1: Yeah. It It is an extremely powerful tool that security administrators can use to improve their security posture conditional access is getting better every day they're always adding new features and capabilities to that um obviously now has you know support for authentication types or factors in other words there's different strengths of authentication so there's regular mfa via sms mm-hmm. but you can distinguish that from push notifications and further distinguish that from you know certificate based authentication fido keys and those types of things so those are critically important but you're right being able to layer that on top of things that we already do, like access the internet or access on-premises applications is fantastic. You know, with a VPN, we do have some capabilities today to to integrate Azure conditional access with always-on VPN, but it's quite limited Mm -hmm. in that it's kind of a one-time shot. I pass the test at at the outset, but if context changes then I I I'm not forced to
0: re-authenticate. Yeah. And I'm I'm also thinking at the level of I've built a set of rules around these are the IPs of my remote field offices that I use for, you know, this Azure app service through conditional access. The fact that I could take that same set of rules and say we're gonna apply that to M365. Absolutely. You know? And
1: and here's the deal. And I think this is the killer feature of this and I think this is kind of going a little bit under the radar, but this is in my wheelhouse. and mm. this is secure remote access to on-premises data and applications right. resources. And that is with Microsoft intra private access, um what they have done is they've basically extended the capabilities or the feature set of the Azure application proxy connector. So you and and your listeners will probably be familiar with this. The Azure ad, now intra ID, Uh, Application Proxy Connector basically allows you to publish web-based applications from on-premises to the internet and layer things like Azure Conditional Access on them. But traditionally, today, they have been limited to web-based applications. So it had to be HTTP and it had to be HTTPS. And so that was fantastic. The idea there was I have a, an internal web application. I don't want to expose it directly to the internet. I, right. wanna, I don't want to have to build the load balancing infrastructure. I don't want to have to open up holes in my firewalls. I don't want to have to go through all the security audits and tests sure. You know, and, and have to uh, deal with all that. With the Azure Application Proxy or now the ID Application Proxy Connector, it connects outbound to the azure service so when you connect you connect to azure and then those services or those those that data is actually retrieved on your behalf
0: through the connector it's kind of a reverse proxy if you will yeah i'm i'm just liking that i'm not you're not adding workload to me absolutely i've already figured these rules out once you get to apply them to all these different apps
1: and and critically i don't have to expose any additional resources to the internet. I don't have to build out firewalls right. and load balancers. I don't have to expose it to the internet. I don't have to worry about all of that, you know, attack surface reduction stuff. You just have this service that's available, but there's nothing exposed on-premises. And by the way, when you're an application owner, it is dirt simple to get your application on the internet because you don't have to
0: engage the networking team and the security team and and all of that good stuff. Well, you've you've already passed those requirements because you're using the same rule set, for these other yep. systems. So it's absolutely. already been audited. It's already been reviewed. Like that's been done. You're not creating a new hole. Exactly. You're, you're using the secure access that's already been done. That's super right. exciting.
1: And, and absolutely. And so here's the deal. So Azure application and intra-ID application proxy has been around for a while, mm-hmm. but it has been limited to HTTP and HTTPS applications. Right. So intra-private access essentially extends the functionality of of the application proxy connector to support TCP and UDP based applications. So now let's say I wanna get to an RDP session and I don't wanna build out the whole RDP gateway infrastructure. I could literally expose TCP port 3389 to the internet and apply my Azure conditional access policies to it. I can now basically include Azure conditional access for legacy applications and protocols. For example, I did a demonstration for a customer not long ago, where I demonstrated that we're going to use PuTTY, we're going to SSH into a router over the internet. I I open up Putty, I type in my IP address, and before I get prompted for anything, I get the Azure screen to uh, the, the entry ID login screen. I put in my credentials, I have to supply my token, and then I'm authorized, and now I'm I'm actually into my router. I have placed Azure Conditional Access on an SSH session. So you can now uh you can now enforce strong authentication with Azure Conditional Access for legacy protocols.
0: On premises, and that's just a, a huge win. But wait, Richard, you told us we should never use RDP ever again. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe that was Sammy Lejo. But, <laughs> but and, and funny because I was I was ju- I, I just got an email from someone saying, "Listen, I've been trying so hard to not use RDP, and mm-hmm. we're killing ourselves." Like the other yeah. tools, uh, it's like I would. This was a two minute solution in RDP, and I yeah. spent all day trying to <laughs> find a workaround for this. So, the idea that, okay, you can use RDP, there is a secure way to go about it, like, Maybe it's even an in case of break glass thing. Like you should be using the alternative, but at least it's an alternative available to you. <laughs> well, and, and I'll, I'll qualify that by saying, you
1: know, maybe this is secure access to a privileged access workstation, right? right. Maybe it's something to that effect. Yeah, right? it's a yeah, real we don't want to condone solution. using RDP. I know I get scolded by uh, the security
0: folks about that occasionally, but uh, I, I look at it as necessary evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you. And just, but you're right. you know, you should look at alternatives for routine tasks and you know, try and have just as, enough, just as much privilege as necessary. You get in this trap. Absolutely. But let's consider that scenario, Rich. Let's say we're trying to get away from RDP, mm-hmm.
1: and yet I, as an administrator, still need to run some PowerShell commands remotely against a server. Can I do that over the internet? Absolutely. I would essentially expose the ports or publish the ports using uh, intra-ID private access, right. publish the ports Uh, and the hosts either FQDNs or IP addresses, Mm -hmm. and I would create my policy, a traffic forwarding profile policy in Intune to support that. And then from my client that is uh, uh, private access aware, I would just simply open up my PowerShell command, type in my commands, I can put in my FQDN, boom, I'm going to get authenticated. Once I'm authenticated, then I can run those commands. So in that scenario, I can support that. I can put Azure conditional access on SMB access over the internet nice. there's all kinds of good stuff like that now yeah. to be clear um i'm painting a, a pretty uh, a rosy picture right now there's a uh, I'll, I'll qualify this by saying that intra-private access is in public preview and it is very early in public preview oh, so today for example um it doesn't even support UDP. <laughs> so so if you're testing okay. this now, you're limited to TCP applications. Sorry, that UDP is coming. There's all sorts of features and capabilities that are coming. This is going to be built rapidly, but it's still very early in the process. So if you're looking at this today, don't be disappointed. More features and capabilities are coming, and they're coming quickly. I expect within probably six months to a year, uh, this will really be the remote access solution of choice. Sure.
0: But it also speaks to me about if you're using conditional access like, or you're thinking about it like now is the time because there's a lot of energy going into this space. It's going to help you more and more to build up this rule set for yourself now so that you You can apply it to so many other tools that you need
1: you bet and and the fact that we now have the ability to secure legacy protocols is yeah, just a massive win. Huge win because previous to that it was i need to take this endpoint and give it an IP address on my network and again that's been the model for ages but things are changing yeah. so this is a way to get away from uh, you know the legacy VPN access and get into a more modern more robust far more secure Zero trust network access model for sure. You know
0: now now you're ta- you're talking about me taking those last apps that are still running in the VPN because I maybe couldn't port them to the cloud or sure. and I'm maybe or Azure virtual desktop. Like there's other ways for trying to work around yeah. this and say, hey, rather than have to change the application anyway or change its deployment and so forth, it's just a set of protocol settings inside of right. these tools and it yeah. appears as if you were in the network by yeah. going through those secure barriers.
1: Case case in point was working with a customer just a, a month or so ago talking about this technology, and they said, "Hey, I have administrators in the field, and we have this you know multi-tier application, and my database administrators have VPN access so that they can get to the SQL databases right. and, and do their thing. Don't need don't need VPN access for anymore. We can just simply publish." TCP port fourteen fourteen thirty three, and uh, we can just install the uh, you know the SQL Management Studio on their endpoint. When they open that and start to log in, boom, they'll get they'll get challenged for credentials.
0: Go through the whole process as if they're there, and it's only for their specific accounts, right? Like this, absolutely. These absolutely. three DBAs yep. have this ability to do that. Now I could even track it into from this set of IPs or these locales. Like conditional access gives us so much granularity. Yes, and and by the way, if you're going to get to this particular SQL Server, then you know
1: we're not going to accept SMS notification. You must use your FIDO key right. in this particular yeah, case. Yeah. So you can get very, very granular. And the thing, the thing that I'm excited about conditional access is it's contextual, but it's also continuously evaluated. And I think that's the huge thing: is that even strong authentication today for traditional or classic VPN. We can do things like uh, uh, Azure Conditional Access and multi-factor authentication. We can use uh, certificate authentication, right. uh, specifically hardware-backed certificates, uh, for strong phishing—you know, phishing-resistant credentials. The problem is, is those are point-in-time evaluations. Yeah, I've connected to the VPN and I jumped through all these hoops. Right now. But things change. Yeah. So what happens when things change? What happens if I'm now logged in and I'm doing some bad things? Yeah. I'm visiting some sites that I shouldn't maybe these are commanding known command and control servers. You can reevaluate that and say, listen, this was a was this was a validated device, but it is now exhibiting
0: risky behavior. Right. This is bad. Yeah. They have access to this database right now, too. We should revoke that. Right. Let's lock it up and, and ask for some additional credentials and like force them down the path. Right on. Let's let's shut this down and let's see what happens, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah let's make sure. And you get all that for free because you've already set it up in conditional access. Like yeah. that's what it can do.
1: And you're just leveraging existing conditional access yeah. functionality that's already in intra-ID. And Rich,
0: I got to interrupt for one moment for this very important message. If you work in security or IT and your company has Okta, this message is for you. Have you noticed that for the past few years, the majority of data breaches and hacks you read about have something in common? It's employees. Sometimes an employee's device gets hacked because of unpatched software. Sometimes an employee leaves sensitive data in an unsecured place. And it seems like every day a hacker breaks in using credentials they fished from an employee. The Problem here isn't your end users. It's the solutions that are supposed to prevent these breaches, but it doesn't have to be this way. Imagine a world where only secure devices can access your cloud apps. In this world, phished credentials are useless to hackers, and you can manage every operating system, even Linux, from a single dashboard. Best of all, you can get employees to fix their own device security issues without creating more work for IT. The good news is you don't have to imagine this world. You can just start using Collide. Collide is a device trust solution for companies with Okta, and they ensure that if a device isn't trusted and secure, it can't log into your cloud apps. Visit collide.com slash run as radio to watch a demo and see how it works. That's dot com slash run as radio. And we're back. It's run as radio. I'm Richard Campbell. That's Richard Hicks. Like Richards are hanging out again and I'm really getting a sense <laughs> for the, the cool things that are happening inside of Entra. why the new names mm-hmm. appeared and, and sort of round you know for a while there, it felt like identity was the third rail at Microsoft. like it was just <laughs> so hard for them to make progress on a bunch of these things. uh but these particular ones for internal access to things like they keep saying it's a hybrid world. we're just living in it, right? But this looks right. like a tool set for living in a hybrid world, one hundred percent, and going back to something you'd said previously. There are huge
1: advantages to going to the cloud, but there are also in some circumstances and some scenarios where it might be more beneficial to keep certain applications, data and resources on premises. Yeah. I have customers that are hybrid. Most customers are hybrid. Most customers. And yeah. and there's a lot of times when you have data and applications that you just don't want exposed via you know traditional public interfaces. You don't want to give up that control for whatever reason yeah. that might be. And so in this scenario, Microsoft has to have a solution that enables support for that. Sure. It, again, you know, the cloud's great for a lot of things, but there's some things that perhaps it's not. And and I have customers that um, like I said, most of my customers are hybrid. And so they're looking for solutions like that. They yeah, need yeah. to be able to access those things on-premises. And uh, being able to do this is is a fantastic way.
0: Well, and the, and the moving piece on this, and the old VPN instra- infrastructure isn't good enough. The security risks are going up. Mm-hmm. And so the idea that you would not force me to move my old app or force me to you know, re-architect or anything like that, but also yes. give me the modern security features... What a win. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, any sort of remote
1: access infrastructure is a high value target for attackers. Sure. Because they they know that even even with you know uh, mfa that mfa can be defeated right sure. so there's plenty of of documented attacks against mfa so even mfa is not a, a panacea here No, but strong phishing resistant credentials like uh, hardware back certificates fido keys and things like that Become much more effective, mm-hmm. and again, going back to uh, you know, we're extolling the virtues of conditional access. We have the ability to make access control decisions based on the strength of the authentication
0: factor. So, right, that's that's going to be a huge win. Yeah, I'm going to demand the FIDO keys for that 1433 access, but I also yep. like this escalating sense of, hey, it's the usual piece of hardware from the usual IP range. So I'm less concerned as as opposed to foreign device in a different location with the same credentials. What's up with this?
1: Or trusted device,
0: trusted location,
1: trusted user. uh, But it's 3 a.m. It's 3 a.m. They're in accounting, but they're accessing the HR database. Yeah. Let's take a look at that. Yeah. And again, that's context to where authentication and reauthentication, and being able to extend that to your secure remote access technologies, is again huge win.
0: Yeah, that almost feels like you're resisting internal bad actors at that point too, right? Like, it's it's a way just because the behavior is unusual. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, one quick thing here, I wanted to follow
1: on with regards to intra-private access specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, private access. Does today require that a software agent be installed on your machines? Now, uh, the good news is that Microsoft has already indicated that they will be building the client side components into the operating system. Yeah. So, in I'm assuming, in Windows V Next, call it Windows 12, whatever it might be, uh, you won't even have to install a software agent. So, here's the beauty of all this, Rich. All of this will be Uh, no infrastructure, zero infrastructure, uh, other than a connector that you will install on-premises to take advantage of this. And of course you'll probably have a couple of connectors for redundancy but all of the access infrastructure is done entirely in Microsoft's SSE or Secure Service Edge. So anywhere you were in the, in the are in the world, your client will know which point of presence to connect to in Azure. You'll be using the Azure backbone of course, which is a, you know, high-speed low-latency uh, network that allows you to get to these resources. Mm-hmm. And so At some point in the future, adopting intra-private access will be as easy as going into Intune and just enabling the profiles and enabling the capabilities and installing. For private access specifically, you still have to install the connector because we're trying to get... Uh, on premises resources published. But in that scenario, it's going to be really, really simple to adopt. Zero infrastructure to deploy. Like is it other than the connector? And if you've ever installed the um the
0: Azure AD Connect, yeah. it's 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 very simple to that. It's very similar to that. That's what that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like I, I've already down the Azure AD Connect part. Right it's like it makes me wonder if this won't be a checkbox off of Azure AD Connect sometime in the future too.
1: Probably probably not. They'll probably keep those separate. Right. But but going forward, I'm not sure if it supports it today. I'd have to double check. But eventually, the the intra-ID application proxy connector will support both the traditional HTTP and HTTP web applications that we've had to this point, which is the old Azure AD application proxy, right. and then the new intra-private access capabilities for TCP and UDP will be available on the same connector. That may be available today. I'm not certain, but yeah, certainly yeah. Uh, I was in the private preview,
0: and it was a separate connector. Uh, now that it's a public paper, it might be the same connector. You either need those capabilities or you don't. And if you do, then you'll install it. The nice yeah. thing is it's not yeah. app-specific. It is You You are put, adding some installs onto internal machines, but you do that because yes. you're trying to surface them. You were, you were struggling with that already. Correct. Yes. And the alternative would be building out a complex uh, VPN infrastructure,
1: right. which is difficult to implement, difficult to support, challenging to troubleshoot. And an inherent security risk. And a separate set of identities, yeah. It's an inherent security risk because what you're doing is you're putting a door to your network on the Internet. Now, you know, I help my customers and have for many, many years making sure that that door is really, really hard to get into. Sure. So um, there are – we have plenty of tools and capabilities to make it secure. But it's it's very easy to make it insecure, and a lot of corporations, a lot of organizations out there will do that. They'll put something out there kind of quick and dirty, and, you know, username, password only, no MFA, and that's just... Right. Just because it was in
0: testing, and then it gets deployed.
1: Or I just needed it really quick to get to this one thing, right? and what they don't realize is that you know uh, bad actors on the internet are scanning 24/7 365 yeah. for remote access services and they can fingerprint those very easily those are running all day and all night yep. and as soon as soon as you're discovered and that will happen you're in a database that's going to get sold to more other bad yeah. actors and then pretty soon there's going to be one if you're not using MFA. You're that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. But even if you're using uh, MFA and you're doing all the right things, and guess what? Oh, there's a security vulnerability in the protocol. Bam! Yep. Now you're you're in this database, and the bad actors know that. And by the way, when we want to talk about zero days, and so if they find a zero day in in your VPN infrastructure, and by the way, that could be Microsoft, but that could be Cisco, Checkpoint, yep. Palo Alto, anybody. And as soon as there's a vulnerability, there's there's a bad one going on with Cisco right now, yeah, and and so um, as soon as that happens, boom, you know, you, there's going to be bots coming out and
0: hammering on on your door. Well, and this still represents a door, but it's a door you already have, correct? Because you're already living in Azure. Yep. So you know, they're just adding features to the existing door to get to more of the things you want, and and you're getting backed by a company highly motivated to keep you secure, right? Right. It's less... When when you're running your own VPN infrastructure, it's on you to keep it patched, to deal with all of the issues around it and so forth. And so really... I'm wondering if this doesn't turn off some VPN infrastructures in the near future, just because it's like one less thing to take care of.
1: So uh, I can tell you with 100% certainty that that that's coming. (laughs) So I'm looking at this technology and it's not ready today. It is in preview. I'll I'll stress that. It's not feature complete by any stretch of the imagination. But I know the team behind the technology. They are very excited about it they're highly motivated and they're incentivized to get this thing built. And so what we're gonna see is is the rest of this year, early next year, uh, we're gonna get more feature completeness. It'll probably be in public or in um, general availability, I would venture to say maybe early next year. I don't have any insight into that. This mm-hmm. is my own personal uh, conjecture. Your, your experience too of working. Q1, Q2, I would yeah. expect that to probably go GA, probably a closer to Q2. And uh, it'll be more for feature complete than it is today. What we don't know is what the pricing is going to look like, no. or what licensing skews you might have to have. That's got to be that's got to be threshed out. But uh, it it's going to be a very compelling solution, and I expect to be doing a, a significant amount of work with that going uh, going forward.
0: Well, one would speculate that. W- sometime in a, around the time this show publishes, you'll we'll be right on top of Ignite. Mm. So one would speculate yeah. that at Ignite, yeah. there's probably going to be a lot of conversation about this.
1: There's a few sessions. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I won't be in town for it, but I'll be uh, I'll be on the uh, virtual sessions listening in. So
0: Yeah, so it's been definitely coming for a while. I mean, the takeaway for me is you've been tinkering with the conditional access for this thing or that thing. Like, it's time to put some cycles into this and really start to build some policy groups that think about your organization as a whole, because you're going to be able to apply that in a lot of places. You know, my experience you working bet. at Microsoft, and you have, and I imagine you have too. is like it is rare to find good cross-team tooling. <laughs> uh, you know, it's <laughs> yes. just hard. Each of the teams is running yeah. in their own way, but it feels like this gathering of Entra, like we we're wondering why this is happening, was to yeah. create a cross-team place for identity related stuff. And we're starting to see the potential benefits of this, that now we're gonna have one set of policies for access that applies to our Office 365 installs, our custom internal cloud apps, and now our on-prem apps and other uh, you know, administrative related privileges. Like That's very exciting to me. This is yeah. cool. Yep, granular context where location aware yeah absolutely and not by inventing something new but by utilizing something they'd already made (laughs) thank you bet And, and already have an investment in you you bet yeah and you are probably already got a set of policies around for something else so that you don't have to do it all again. 100%. Well, you know how to bring me the good news, Rich, because, <laughs> I mean, we've been struggling under the weight of all of this, right? There's so much to know. And it keep and for a long time, it was like they're just hurling stuff at the wall. Learn this. Now learn this. Oh, wait, you don't need to learn that anymore. Learn this. This feels <laughs> like a re, sort of retrenchment reorganization. Like, okay, we figured out what's stuck. Let's do this better. You know, that, that's exciting. It's maturity. Yep, you bet. Awesome. So uh, you've got a new book. You must have a new book coming. Is this marriage? Like, are you keeping your eye on it? Like, I count on your books for this stuff. <laughs> so
1: obviously, this technology is quite new. So yeah. I, I have no plans to do a book on that. Not this I'll week. Right. At this moment, but um, <laughs> the the current title is still Implementing Always on VPN. That's yeah. available on A-Press Media. You can go to AOVPNBook.com if you want to learn more about that. But um, but yeah, you know it, it, we'll see what the future holds. If this looks uh, like it's complex enough for a book right now, I'll be honest with you, Rich. it, um, it It's just that easy, huh? The book would probably be mostly about conditional access because – honestly installing and configuring enter private access is quite simple so it might
0: just be a, a pamphlet I mean I'm not going to argue with you that doing a good job of yeah I'll say this if you screw up your conditional access configuration Correct. you're now yes. exposing a lot of stuff
1: and and you can and you can get very quickly you can get a very false sense of security hey I have all of my policies on here but there's this gaping hole that you missed and so yeah. I, I'm not here to say that conditional access is is the a- end-all be-all because it is going to require a a significant investment and in not only in learning conditional access, but understanding, you know, how how best to support it, how best to, and, you know, there's always exceptions to policy and you want to make sure that those exceptions aren't creating huge, you know, uh, gaps. Um, There's, you know, there's folks, I know folks who do nothing but identity and they spend probably almost their entire day working on conditional access and and those policies. So, that's going to be the magic. The beauty is the infrastructure is going to be dirt simple to to adopt, easy to set up, no maintenance, and uh, you can just focus on creating your security policies yeah. and enjoying this, the benefits of that. This is the it.
0: thing you're going to want the experts around. This is the thing you're going to want to audit. Like, But it, mm-hmm. once you do, it's going to take care of a lot of stuff for you. You bet. Uh, kicking ass to taking names, my friend. Thanks so much for this. I really appreciate it. I'll, of course, conclude a link to the – to the Implementing Always On VPN book. For those who haven't read it yet, it's worth it. And uh, on a whole host of links on all of these great intro products. Very good. Richard Hicks, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, my friend. And we'll talk to you next time on run As Radio.